you please pronounce your names correctly for me? Hello, Matthew. My name is Petter in, uh, in, in Norwegian. Peter <laughs> translated. Hi, my name is Kari. Kari Anna in Norwegian. Hmm? This is going to be so easy. It's nice to have guests that are different genders so that their voices are very distinctly different. <laughs> it's very nice. So let's give a little bit of background on sort of who you are and what, you, what sort of perspective you're coming to this with. Yes, uh, I run a commercial gallery here in uh, Central Base in Oslo. Yeah, it was established in '89, uh, and I uh, came in as a director in '95. Uh, so I've been here quite a few years. And we have a Nordic profile. We represent uh, Nordic artists and specialize in uh, art uh, on paper and graphic uh, prints. I uh, work at uh, LNM, which is an organization for contemporary painters. It's situated near, nearby Petis Gallery in the city center, and it's part of the organization MBK, which is a Norwegian Artists Association. And uh, as I said, we represent the wide perspective of uh, painting, contemporary painting, and we have approximately 600 members and show nine exhibitions a year, all curated or all uh, chosen by our board, who are five professional artists and are a CEO. Yes. <laughs> Marvelous. Now, I've been here for six days and I had the, the opportunity to go to and the pleasure to go to the opening of the brand new museum, the new National Muse Musette. Musette, is that how you pronounce it? Museet. National Museet. Museet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was like, it doesn't, it's not a museum. It's got a T at the end. <laughs> yeah, the new National Museum. Um, and and there's now there's a bit of sort of discussions because there's the, there's the Munch Museum and then there's the Opera House and then there's this brand new uh, National Museum, all sort of creating this sort of downtown arts district. And you all come to it from a different perspective, being like what I would consider like commercial gallery versus a government-supported institution. Uh, so, like, how does this, do you feel at this point that that is a helpful thing or are you sort of trepidatious and concerned? Um, do, does it sort of bring more people down? So, like, what, what do you feel like the effects of having these major institutions and, and creating a, an actual, like, district is on Oslo? I think it has a very positive uh, effect. We have quite a few new uh, institutions now. Uh, you mentioned uh, the new National Museum of Art. Uh, we also have a new, quite new opera and uh, a new national public uh, library. Oster Fanley, uh, mm. built by Renzo Piano a few years uh, back. And of course, the new Munch Museum. And all these institutions, I believe, attract art tourists or tourists uh, as a whole, but also from, from Norway. And it increases the, the interests for art, which mm. I think uh, we as smaller institutions can, uh, can benefit from, definitely. I agree on the effect. Uh, we haven't seen the effect of audience yet because it's quite new or it's just it has just opened and we can't see the effect on tourists. We can't see the because it's been a p pandemic and <laughs> we've been closed down and everything. So but I think the effect on, as Peter mentioned, the Norwegian people and the interest of art and towards art and uh, and also buying art and uh, owning their own art and maybe younger people owning their first artwork. And we've seen an increase of uh, new buyers and new audience from the Norwegian, from different 
like levels and segments of the Norwegian population. And I think that's a good effect because uh, it's been uh, in a focus in media and it's been a focus in television and in everywhere and people talk about it. In that way, it's an increasing interest, but how it will affect the audience is as a whole and in the long run, we don't know because we haven't had the effect yet. So, yeah. Well, I mean, because one of the things that I've heard, and, uh, you know, it could be just rumor, but is that there's sort of a focus right now on trying to draw more international people to the region for our arts uh, sort of travel and purchasing and engagement and things like this. Is this true? <laughs> I, um, we have, well, there's uh, Visit Oslo. I, I've seen that they have had more uh, uh, focus on the galleries and, of course, the museums and uh, been showing off more Oslo in that perspective. Yes. Uh, but I don't know what the plan is and <laughs> the strategies behind it. But I think it's hard to answer because uh, <laughs> we don't see it on that part of uh, <laughs> Well, it's a difficult dilemma because yeah. like, okay, so let's say, so you have this arts district. I, I come from many different cities. I've lived in San Francisco and Abu Dhabi and all kinds of places with arts districts kinds of things. And sometimes they work, sometimes they fail. And quite honestly, it's really, really hard to even know why either of those mm -hmm. things happen. So like, you've got institutions which want tourists, and then you've got associations, nonprofit organizations, NGOs, whatever you want to call it, that also want that. And then you've also got like private sales at, at, at commercial galleries that they want buyers. Like, does having a centralized district help with this or not at this point? You mean for the for the tourist uh, sector, like to to attract uh, tourists? Well, see, for, I would imagine having an arts district would help to attract tourists because they yeah. could literally just say, "Oh, I'm an, I'm interested in arts. I can go to this one district and you know mm. see and buy whatever I need." Mm. But I find, but I found in a lot of cities that oftentimes when there is a district, mm. rents go higher, so therefore right. the art gets overpriced, and then it and then it sort of becomes unattainable in many ways mm. because like once a government says this is the district, <laughs> it suddenly becomes more expensive to be there. That, that's that's correct. We we are situated both the Kajanen and a cluster of all the galleries are situated in kind of the old city of mm. Oslo, mm. and we are now having uh, like the, the Munk and the, the public library and um, and the opera at one side of us. On the other side, we have the National Museum and Oslo Friendly. So time will show if if uh, but it's typical that prices uh, mm -hmm. uh, rises. Um, what do you call it? Um, rent increase. Rent increase. We, we have That's already it. had rent increase. Yeah, we uh, But it was the change of owners of the yeah. building. So uh, so it's, it's positive that it attracts uh, people and interest. But of course, it's, uh, it's costing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. It, how it was going through the pandemic with having these... Uh, you know, spaces with the arts. That's actually something I've never even asked anybody who runs like a gallery. Like, was it absolutely horrific? Did you just shift to online? Like, what was the way that you got through all that? And are things looking better at this point? We had to do, of course, more online, but uh, uh, that would be an eventual effect anyway of how things are at the moment. So, and will be. But of course, uh, closing down, the audience failed, but we have had an increase in sale uh, of art. And then that's throughout Norway, I think, that people buy more art or have bought more art 
during the pandemic than before. And uh, that's kind of interesting to see. And if that's an effect of like media's uh, focus on the big institutions, or is it effect because people spend more time at home and wants to have something nice to look at and also something to have a conversation over when they have a few friends that they're allowed to in their rooms? I don't know, but it's been positive on the sales and for uh, artists and for uh, also think, galleries, of course. Yeah, yeah I think when, when everything closes down, uh, you, you can't travel, you can't spend money on travel, you can't go out uh, on restaurants, then it's more focused on what you can do at home. Mm. And a brilliant thing to do at home is to, is to buy art and put it on your, uh, on your wall. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, as Kajdan said, uh, it's been quite good times for, for galleries in, uh, in Norway. Yeah. Haven't you seen that uh, abroad as well, uh, Matthew? It's a mixed bag it, because it depends on the market. It depends on the economy in that in that uh, that country. Uh, mm. Because like you know, some some places were we'll call it like harder hit than mm. others. Mm. And then of course now there's the Ukraine effect that's sort yeah. of ri rippling through Europe as well. So there are different issues that sort of factor into this stuff. Mm. Mm. So I would say no, I haven't seen it, but I also haven't really asked about it either. <laughs> so there's a fine line there. But you mentioned that a lot of your sales have been more geared towards or not geared towards necessarily but have been more local and regional people yeah. more so um is there a reason for that like is there is there a a great pride in norwegian art that is suddenly coming up or has it always been there and it's just changing like why do you feel this has been happening I think it's easier for people that's moving into experiencing art the first time. Uh, I think it's easier than to do it locally and maybe it's less scary, uh, maybe. And you can also have the opportunity to actually see it uh, live <laughs> um, instead of just uh, digital. And uh, we also did a project or I did a project for L&M uh, last spring where we uh, loaned out art to a new audience, new segments, uh, younger people who are new into the into the art uh, and uh, to have them at home, how to experience artworks at home, how to show artworks, how to use social media. And they became our uh, ambassadors of showing out our artists and their own style, I think. Uh, so uh, there has been a big focus on, on trying to attract from the art council as well uh, trying to attract more audience trying to attract a broader sense of a broader audience younger audience how to like build an audience and uh, i think it has had an effect yeah it has had an effect it, an a, a effect. good effect we'll see <laughs> we haven't seen the outcome yet okay <laughs> but uh, i think it's a good initiative to uh, yeah to build an audience is always good uh, if you want to uh, for longer <laughs> not just for 2 years but to, yeah I mean, that's the thing is the arts is always a marathon. Like mm. you cannot gauge anything on even six months or one year's worth of accomplishments. Yeah. Mm. As much as we wish we could, we can't. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The thing, but uh, living in Norway, it's, uh, it's, it's great for, uh, for, uh, for artists and for galleries. And um, mm. we, I like during the pandemic, uh, both artists and galleries received um, 
kind of kind of special support to to like in in the hard times when we had to close down the galleries. Oh God, so, I love Norway for the, <laughs> for the arts. For months and months, we, we did did receive some. Yeah, uh, so, oh, it's, um, so jealous. Yeah. Go. On. <laughs> <laughs> we have good foundations, and we're uh, we're lucky. So wait, hold on, wait, no, wait. You're a private company. Yeah, but you got government. As, as all the as all the private uh, companies, not only in in the art uh, on the art scene, it's like all uh, private companies that had like uh, reduced sales or, um, yeah, yeah, that could somehow you know, like show that their ability to sell or, or yeah, compared, produce money yeah. compared to pre-pandemic had somehow been that's, affected. That's they right. were able to get, wow. And also a very good thing they did was to um, support the large collections, the museums, yeah. so they would purchase more art from the galleries and from artists so that it would increase you know the whole circulation of in the in the whole system yeah. so it's a very good initiative just to keep the art world living <laughs> yeah did they also increase the, like the support to artists themselves as well you could uh, apply for uh, more support yes yeah. so yeah it's great. I'm sitting here horribly envious. I mean, coming from America with this capitalistic bullshit about just like sales and that and, and survival of the fittest kind of stuff. Like it is I, I'm so sad I was not raised in some socialized country like that like cares about this stuff in financial ways. But anyways. All right. So Peter, you're Peter say, say Peter, please. Peter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because I know I sound stupid if I try and pronounce it in Norwegian. So Peter, the your gallery is a lovely gallery that ca that carries beautiful uh, works on paper across the board. So it's and it's just works on papers, not for like photography and things like this. So it's we, like we do mainly works on paper and high quality uh, the prints. Yes, and uh, we also have some uh, photo exhibitions. We have like uh, maybe eight, eight nine exhibitions uh, a year. Well, the reason why I ask is because I, I'd like to hear a little bit about a sort of slight difference because works on paper are often additions and that's sort of one level of, of purchasing, selling kind of a relationship versus paintings and original pieces. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm sure you all talk outside of this conversation. So like, is there a difference in the, the buyer's perspectives? Like it, in a lot of places, people think of and please do not take offense to this, mm. Peter, but like works on paper, sort of entry level collecting, whereas then like sculpture and painting theoretically is sort of like higher level collecting. I know that's not true, but I'm just saying that's how it's generally addressed. But like, do you find that that's kind of true? Because like, like with your multiples that you have, do you sell a, like maybe a larger quantity versus painting? And then, or, you know, so like what's the sort of collecting purchasing ratio between the different kinds of mediums i will em emphasize uh, high quality prints we, we work with and, and collaborate with uh, like uh, workshops across the con uh, the Euro uh, residencies and <laughs> workshops yeah residencies and workshops yeah and also renowned artists that work on a high quality level with the printmaking and you can say editions multiples yes but they are quite small um small editions i have so many questions about editions but go on yeah but with also uh, unique pieces on uh, work on paper uh, different uh, like uh, gouache and uh, watercolor and yeah Oh, I, while I was at the gallery, we were looking through works done by the the engraver who engraved your currency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
That is, that's just insane to me. Yeah. Hmm. Not only that, but I met him. So like no. I met the artist <laughs> who engraves your currency. There's a, there's a high uh, the, the craftsmanship for of, uh, of Norwegian and Nordic printmakers are really high. Agreed. Uh, we attend uh, two like great print fairs in the world, and one of them is London Original Print Fair, and uh, they invite galleries to exhibit once a year, and we bring like seven eight, uh, eight artists, and we get a massive response internationally. And how about painting? Well, I think painting takes a bit longer to sell. Because paintings are, as you said, they're often more expensive. It's only one original. And it's talking from the selling point. It's something that has to like connect to the person. It's not something you do in effect or yeah, or some do, but they, they, they often have more money than like the, our regular audience. And uh, since we are an association as well, we, uh, we show a lot of young artists. We have a large range in what the paintings are sold for or the price of the paintings are very different because we have some very established painters and we have young artists and we also have once a year an exhibition where we show off the young artists that finished with the the academies and it's to showcase them and lift them up and then we also do like a solo show with them some years later so just to build their reputation as well yeah and uh, we do sell a lot of art from young artists. Uh, I think that's a very good thing that we we are not like the high scale gallery that sell paintings for a lot of hundred thousand crowners, but we are more, uh, we sell more to, we do sell to collections and we do sell to collectors, but we sell more to the more normal uh, art audience or buyers. Well, actually, and that's sort of a question. Like, so the general art buyers in this region, like for me, like if I think of like New York or LA or any, or London or any of those sort of big hubs, a lot of the people who buy art actually are often being like their art advisors that mm. come in and help with the buying, but not necessarily the end purchaser kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is that something that's popular here or is it literally like when somebody buys, they're buying for themselves? It's not in that big larger scale, I think, because uh, Oslo is not that large. And uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, a lot that. of buyers do have like, uh, yeah, do have uh, people doing it for them. And uh, all the big collections do have a group of people that do that, of course. I think it's, it depends a lot. Norway has a, has a rather small art scene and like collectors. Uh, yes, there are a few, and uh, and also institutions buying art, but for like quality prints, there are few collectors actually buying quality prints. Mm. Uh, the National Museum obviously do it, and mm. and some other. So for us to, I, I mentioned uh, the London Original Print Fair, for us to come out there and actually meet uh, serious collectors of uh, of prints, that's uh, that's great. Mm. Yeah. Now, both of your institutions, do they only represent Norwegian artists? We have, if they're educated in Norway, you can be represented or or at the academies. Uh, Yeah. I know. Sorry, I started laughing because like I just waited for you to say if they're educated, (laughs) period. (laughs) Then it's okay. Then it's fine. Yeah, we'll take them if they're educated. (laughs) 
and polite. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, if they're educated at any of the academies in Norway or live here, you don't have to be Norwegian citizen to be uh, represented uh, at our gallery. But you have to have some kind of connection. We do have members that do not live in Norway or are not Norwegian or yeah, it's not. Uh, we're not that square <laughs> in, in putting it or accepting. Uh, it's just have to since we're governmentally funded as well. It has to have some connection to Norway. Makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> and you? Uh, well, as I mentioned, we have a Nordic profile, so we work with artists from from Finland, Sweden, Denmark, you know, obviously Norway, and some uh, some Iceland. Uh, we represent around 400 artists. And <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot because we also we have exhibitions, as I mentioned, and there are kind of like 40 or 50 of them that we uh, exhibit <laughs> once uh, once in a while. Yeah, but uh, we also work uh, with art in architecture. So we work with companies and institutions, kind of what you will call decoration. And then we need like a big uh, database to, to work with on, on art. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because works on paper are great for offices, hotels, things like this, like, you know, lar places, large architectural places that need a large volume of work at reasonable prices That's right. in comparison to painting, not yep. cheap, mm -hmm. though. Yeah, just to be <laughs> clear, I don't want to offend. So. <laughs> don't get me wrong i'm a works on paper person just to be clear Very good. i'm a photographer yeah. i've been working on my 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 whole family works on paper mm -hmm. so like yeah so yeah, I, yeah. i'm on your side <laughs> <laughs> I, I can i can also say that that you know uh our gallery in kunstwerke we also in uh, when we work with art uh, in architecture we work as much with uh, with paint and, and sculpture and photos yeah and textile even yeah Hmm. So you need that scope. But as I said, prints, you can buy volumes and quite relatively cheap. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, hotels love prints because like, they, then they can put literally the same image in like half the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. yeah. And nobody knows because you're only staying in one room at a time. So how would you know there's the same art everywhere? It's, it's so bad. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So as far as this whole sort of the art scene and this art district that's downtown, what would you like to see happen? And us, we are we are situated in, in Quadratur, and we are uh, 11 or 12 galleries working there, like a cluster of galleries. Kajan is representing like the, the Norwegian Painters uh, Association, and we have other galleries uh, focusing on textile, on drawings, contemporary art crafts. So we, we like represent a, a wide scope. And we have a, have a project that we have been working on for a few years now, which is called uh, the Oslo Art Walk which is like a project where we like we'd like to enlighten uh, like path we can walk from like the medieval Oslo through Björvika and these institutions there which I already uh, mentioned through Kodaturen and over galleries and over to the new National Museum Akebygge and Hugh Wollman with the Oslo Fernley and a few uh, commercial galleries uh, there so it's like a project. We have already had some pilot project where we are publicly funded to like highlight and to make it a digital, like for people to know where to go, where to visit art galleries in, and institutions in Oslo. 
Well, that, that's a hard thing. I mean, I've known other cities that have done things like that. And what's hard about it is it, it feels from the sort of outside, often like a lot of those things end up being like, if you pay money, you get to be part of the walk. And if you don't have enough money, you don't get to be part of the walk. And so basically the people, the, the haves get, get richer and the have nots lose out. Would that be the same here? Keep in mind, this is from an American perspective, capitalism, yeah. all that kind I mean, of crap. This, so. <laughs> this is not like commercial, but you buy like, buy like a ticket. This is just to, in, uh, to, to highlight the, the areas to show people where to go. Okay, both so on digital information. Both, yeah. Yes, both on a digital pl platform, but also when you walk there, you can see signs that are uniformly designed, yes, and lightning and maybe temporary art projects along the, along the path. And we can have like... You can put other things like festivals or, yeah. yeah. Wait, so this does this art walk already exist? No. It's in the making. It's in the making. It's in mm. the okay. Yeah. When is it projected to be available? It depends on the public funding. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So let's Fair. say we had a goal that it was going to be up when, when the new National Museum uh, opened. Which was last, <laughs> the last couple of days. Couple yeah. of days so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it didn't so happen. Give, so. give us a year or two. Yeah. Another yeah. year or so. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Is there anything that you want, you like want to see happen or be created in to, to, you know, elevate this region of the, this yeah. art district? Everybody wants to see that you have an increase of audience and focus on like different galleries on our artists and not only locally, but then trying to reach out further than, than Norwegian borders or Oslo borders. We are in association for the Norwegian contemporary artists. So it's not only situated in Oslo, although our galleries in this district. So our goal would be that our artists would be more visible and uh, and a good uh, collaboration with all the other uh, galleries maybe as you we mentioned before we started recording to have opening nights or Thursday a month that you know that you can walk through all these galleries and there's happenings and uh, but uh, this is all on the planning phase so planning between whom the galleries, the co collaboration called the Ar Oslo Art District. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. the, the or sort of, uh, you all have so many things, organization, association, union. <laughs> yeah. I'm so confused on what each of them mean. But so this is a, an organization? It's a collaboration. Art, a collaboration. <laughs> so it's not even to the point of an organization yet. Got it. No, it's uh, it's the, how many? Eight different, no, 11. You said 11 different galleries in which are all situated here in like the old city of Oslo between the big museums and cultural buildings. Yeah. Which brings up an interesting topic. So you say it's sort of this coalition of people and businesses is all about the, the businesses. Do you have any buy-in from the institutions and what's the, is there any good or bad relationships between the, the, the big institutions and the sort of private galleries? Sometimes there's some towns where like the institutions just don't give a shit about the galleries and vice versa. Like uh, speak to it for, for ourselves or gallery, uh, the National Museum comes to see most of our exhibitions and they also buy from it. So that's, uh, that's very good. And I also think they, they come to uh, quite a few of the other galleries as well. Yeah, yeah. And they've bought th things from us as well. Yeah. But I think it's a good collaboration. Uh, it's a good, uh, we're friends. 
(laughs) And uh, it's non like uh, there's no like enemies or uh, making enemies or I think it's uh, more like you want to support (laughs) yet yeah (laughs) you want to support each other and like being uh, supportive and making like this collaboration that we have is all about doing our gallery visible. Uh, at the same time as you lift or you make all the other galleries visible and like uh, I don't have the English word but like uh, lifting up like a big yeah. flock of uh, galleries high tide <laughs> raises all boats hmm. something like so that so it's uh, more like a, yeah, a community thinking yeah the reason why I say that though is because like a lot okay so let's take the institution now I'm going to play devil's advocate mm. okay so okay. just bear with yeah. me <laughs> The Munk Museum and the National Gallery, they both have their own public relations people or firm that they work with that do their publicity and marketing and they they already have their own budget for all that kind of stuff. Do they or would they collaborate with anybody else? Like, do they even collaborate with each other (laughs) as far as like marketing and publicity? And then would they then collaborate with you all to like really build this up? When I talk about Oslo Art Walk, the project that we are working on, uh, you obviously have talked to the Munch Museum, the National Museum, uh, and all, all Astor family, and they're all in it. They want to collaborate okay, great. for the institutions and for the others. So, yes. And there's already a collaboration between the big uh, museums uh, and as well Kunstnershus, which is another uh, institution, uh, on the education side. Uh, so, there is a lot of collaborations and they talk to each other <laughs> and make uh, and have uh, group uh, settings and I, I know also that uh, some of the big institutions like Munk they do uh, collaborate with smaller galleries and they have done when they were closed down they had a big program of things that happened all around Oslo and then they collaborated with artists and with smaller galleries and with just to like keep things going while the museum was closed for some years. And I think that has had the effect on people as well as we started off with, that it has increased the interest of the public because there has been a lot of collaborations, there has been a lot of uh, like projects that are on the small scale things as well as on the large scales things. So, yeah. But I guess you can always have more collaboration, definitely. But one uh, one thing that is emphasized uh, is both from the like the governmental funding and from the big institutions uh, are to to include uh, the younger people mm. uh, to actually to to see art and ex- experience art and maybe do do art themselves. Norway is a country for like sports uh, fanatics, so it's a, <laughs> I think that's a nice shift because you need the younger if we want to thrive and. And, and develop as an art scene. I think you must include uh, the younger people. Yeah. Include include them from the from the start. So one of the pilot projects that we actually had in this Oslo Art District was for for young people. So and that was quite uh, quite successful. Yeah, I have to say, you all are like one of the fittest people I've ever seen in my life. Like you all. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. I, I, I mean it both as a compliment to you and an insult to me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I mean, like you all, you all walk everywhere. You're super healthy. Like you eat well. Like I feel like a horrible slob around you all. Between and you all dress rather sharply as well. Surprisingly, as well. so I just I want to throw that out there. Anyways, the topic of like kids is an interesting thing because like some institutions care a lot about that kind of stuff. 
I mean, obviously you're a bigger institution. So your National Gallery and Museum, uh, the Munch Museum, they're going to care about that kind of stuff because that's going to grow their interest base. Private galleries, I mean, and, and even associations, I'm not sure, like, is bringing in, like, school kids and stuff like this, is this important uh, to, for a healthy arts environment? Uh, I think so. Uh, so, yeah. I'm a professor, so I'm a little biased. <laughs> I, I think so. And we, we at LNM, we had a project uh, where we had for some years where we invited school classes, kindergartens to different workshops and different experiences with the artists that were showing their show uh, in the gallery. And uh, the point of that was to of course, also meet the artist and be able to like dig into what him or her would do with their art and have workshops around that. So it has been very important. We haven't been able to do that for some years now of natural reasons, but uh, the focus now is more on like younger or youth more than children. Uh, focuses are different also and it, that also comes from like governmental funding because you have guidelines so it, it everything's like in a circle of you apply for things <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. criteria yeah criteria of how to yeah boxes that have to be ticked for yeah. governmental things yeah yes. and it changes as well why uh, from political side so it's uh, yeah I'm sorry, political side? Yeah, it, when, when, from the government side, you also have different views on how to spend money on arts. So it changes every time uh, the political parties change their uh, seat. Okay, I, know, I understand that because we have that same issue in America. <laughs> Republicans yeah. don't like funding the arts. Democrats do like funding the arts. What are the, how many political parties do you all have here? It's like... Um... In the, in the Czech Republic, eight, they have like 17 yeah. or eight, something ridiculous. Ten. Eight, ten, yeah. yeah. Okay. And how many of them are pro-funding the arts and how many of them are... I think this is... Everyone is pro, uh, yeah. but in different except ways. Yeah, yeah, except one. <laughs> but in different ways, in different focus. It's One has more focus on like more the social side or more the, uh, the artist side, while some have more focus on how to create an industry side. So it's... Uh, just different focus, but still all would support art, yes, because that's a very grounded in our culture. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, th I think that's from, from the social democratic ideology to, to, to like include all, all people, also the young, younger people that benefit the, the society. Mm. Just to be clear, when, when we're talking about this, I mean, okay, I, I'll, I'll take this from my own perspective. I grew up in Washington, D.C., okay, so like home of, home of American politics. I hate it. But <laughs> the, the one thing I hate about the arts, which I think you all are doing it far better than we do in America. In America, we only really have two political parties. And so basically, like, when Democrats are in, arts is great. When Republicans are in power, arts is horrible. That's it. There's, there's no in-between. There's no other little, little nuances to it. It's just those two sort of separations. So I grew up and was trained disliking it when politics and the arts were combined. Mm. I found, I've, you know, from America, I find that it's a it's problematic because then... The, the the funding of arts 
in, in a different uh, way than you all. The, the funding of arts is basically reliant on who's in power. So if Republicans are in power, we don't get funded. If Democrats are in power, we get funded. Sounds like you all have it a little bit better where like, what, 10 out of 11 parties are pro funding the arts, but it's just what part of the arts kind of thing. It's it's not what's part of the art, but it's in different levels of supporting art. It's it's does uh, levels mean quantity of money? No, 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 not no, not talking money. More like focusing. Is it the focus on creating creative industries, or it is the focus on trying to build uh, artists and build an audience, or to build like the social part of art, or the the. Um, democratic part of art more yeah the engagement yeah Mm. right so it's like different focuses it's not like the money going up and down like big waves okay so So, the money is consistent but it's almost yeah ish ish. i've never asked actually how much it is but (laughs) we're not going to get into that but so like what I guess sort of like from your perspectives, what what's the best way that the government could be more supportive? <laughs> from, from, from a, I, lo- I love it how as soon as I ask a question about politics, you are like, uh-uh, <laughs> I'm not answering that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, commercial galleries they don't receive funding. Okay, right. Period. So that, that period. Or, or okay, when we go to London uh, on this fair, we do receive some from the Minister of Foreign Affairs. To, to, to represent Norway abroad. I was going to ask about that, actually. That, literally, that was a note I took here, because in the Czech Republic, I know art galleries can get partial funding to go to art, international art fairs. Yeah. Mm. So, like, so is that a thing? Mm. That is a thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, mm. It's it it a is. good thing. It makes it possible, to actually, yeah. to because it's quite, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Expensive. <laughs> <laughs> It is expensive. Well, but it's quite a gamble to choose to like go to a new market and mm. try to introduce your artists into a new market who don't know necessarily know the yeah. person or may not buy anything. So like you're you're shelling out a lot of time, money, and energy with the hope and the prayer that, that yeah. when you get there, somebody's going to connect with and that probably work. Probably you have to uh, to participate like for four, five, six years to to people get to know you and your artists. So it's uh, like. If you don't be there once or twice, it's uh, it's um, mm. money down the drain. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it, you know, the art world is all about relationships. So it takes mm. them the same people seeing you year after year and seeing your work sort of they they start getting more interested in it the more they see it kind of thing. That's mm. right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, back to the politics question. <laughs> uh, I, well, I want. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, it would be great to have more funding out or to support more the artists economies to have uh, more foundation for the artists to do their art and do their profession without having to fight for their rights to live or to show art and so um i'm on your side if that, that's my artist. choice if i could choose uh, yeah. but uh, yeah peter do you have any sort of input on how you would like to see the government? I, I agree with Kajan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that? that's obviously important. Yeah. To, uh, that's the same thing as an artist. You need some years to, to develop your art before you are something. Yeah. Before, you, before you actually find the, um, 
you find your style, your voice, your whatever word yeah. you want to put your to path. it. And, and your technical mm. skills and uh, craftsmanship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All that stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I always say that for, as artists, it, it, we're one of the only professions that like we, the, the three things we need most to do our profession well is time, space, and money. Yeah. yeah. Those are my three. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there are more, but that's my trifecta. Mm. Yeah. And mm. I think that you have a more lucrative art world if, if we could support or if artists would have more support in finding their path or uh, and uh, be able to to focus more mm. are there like communal studio spaces and other yeah. things like this because i mean one of the big problems with the arts industry uh, pretty much throughout the world as far as i can tell like you go into art school you get this great peer network you get studios and all this equipment and then as soon as you graduate mm -hmm. you lose all that hmm. abilities you you lose the people you lose the communal feeling the, the peer group all that kind of stuff i find that cities that have uh i'll call it communal studios you know so like yeah. large old industrial buildings generally that have been renovated into artist studios often have much more vibrant art scenes than if they don't have that connected tissue we have that in uh, in oslo and in norway in general uh often as you say big uh, industrial buildings <laughs> that are totally no normal. longer in use uh, and uh, and we also i just want to mention because that's a good thing because uh, there are a lot of uh, um, workspaces not for artists in Oslo, there's a lack of that, but uh, <laughs> every every spring we have uh, something called Oslo Open and uh, it's for a weekend where all the artists open their spaces and uh, people can walk around and experience uh, all their workplaces and all, all their art and also all, everything that you can't see in exhibitions or in galleries or on social media or yeah everywhere else and you can also see how they work and have uh, speak to the artist and be able to experience art in a different way and uh, so it would be also nice if that weekend could be funded so that it could be two weekends like so because then you have time to see everything or That's every also six a, months a, even. Yeah. And I, th I think it's a very good thing. And it, it's a different experience for an experienced art audience and also for new art audience to meet the artist. It's a, it's a very positive thing, I think, for most people. Because uh, it gets more intimate and, yeah, you can ask all the stupid questions and uh, not be going around with your nose, nose up high and having to, like... Uh, talk uh, <laughs> it's a different language yeah yeah it's, it's a very good opportunity for the artists as well mm. to meet the audience mm. because like newly educated uh, artists from the academy uh, it takes years to get a gallery space to get an exhibition mm. and by these open studio nights uh, they actually can meet uh, meet the audience and practice to meet the audience that is a good thing yeah because they don't learn that at, uh, at no, the no 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 it's a very good thing yeah Oh, yeah, that's an issue. Like, yeah. there are so many incredibly talented, creative artists that are the worst yeah. at publicizing themselves, yeah. myself included. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I can sell anybody's artwork except mine. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like yeah. so familiar yeah. yeah yeah i'm i'm horrible i don't know why it is but El, you know there are some that are of course experts at it you know jeff coons damien hurst all those kinds of people but but most of us are really bad at talk like whatever selling you know convincing people or telling stories that engage people mm. it's really weird i don't know why we have that yeah. problem mm. but that's mm. not what we're here to talk about so what, what about the, okay so we're still trying to sort of focus on the, like the contemporary oslo art scene Oslo, uh, from my impression, as an outsider, is very expensive to live in. That's my opinion. I don't know if that's fact. I haven't done any research, but yet it feels very okay. Feels very expensive. I mean, I like yeah. I don't even want to talk about the prices of food and stuff. Like it's ridiculous. Not as much as Iceland, but still ridiculous. (laughs) So, my question though is, is like, has Oslo like? I guess do a lot of artists live in Oslo, or do they live elsewhere and then sort of bring their art here? Because it it feels like the city, to a certain extent, has sort of outpriced the ability for artists to work in the city proper. Uh, It is a very expensive city. Yeah. And uh, to live here is very expensive. To have a studio here is could be quite expensive if you're you're not that lucky to have the like the more supported places. Do you all have a thing like what we call rent control, where like when you, once you're in, you, they can't raise the rent on you? No, I don't think so. Okay. Never heard about it. Yeah. in Oslo. <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> but I think um, there are a lot of people. Uh, or artists living in Oslo in different areas, but there are also a lot of artists that have uh, both studios and live like just outside the border of Oslo. Uh, So it's just both, I think. Some just cope with the prices or you have to work with something else as well then. And because you don't, you can't support yourself on only your art. So like almost every artist around the world well, <laughs> so. almost every artist around the world yeah. trying to live in a major metropolitan area yeah <laughs> you know because like if you lived out in the a rural area you could easily afford to you know just be a working artist generally yeah in norway as well i think yeah haven't tried but yeah, I'm totally uh, I, I would think so <laughs> and it's for some for, for for many artists it also takes some time before you get like funding from from the yeah from the, from the government kind of so uh, just as a last sort of uh topic basically like what are, what is your aspirations or hopes for the future of the the art scene in oslo uh, i hope that uh that more people actually come to visit oslo and uh, and see our fantastic uh, new institutions the art scenes as well as the smaller galleries which really represent some uh, really clever uh, clever artists which holds a high level of um, like international craftsmanship and um, and as well as get them abroad to let the, the rest of the world see uh, or, or fantastic uh, art. Yeah. Just as a little side note, how important is that? Because a lot like in, when I was in America, so again, I was in America and a lot of people were like, oh, you should go to Europe. Europe will be great for you. And I mm. got to Europe and everybody's like, oh, you're so American. <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. like, didn't win either way. But a lot of artists think and, and galleries and institutions think that like going elsewhere will somehow elevate their status, their whatever. Is that, do you find that to be important to have that international? I think it, for the artists, it's important because it shows on their biography. It uh, creates their name and it's something that you can show off to your peers and also to others. Uh, but it's uh, and also it's um, 
uh, it gives you kudos in uh, in the art community. So that's important. Yeah. But you, but you mentioned when you visit my my, my gallery that um, one of our artists uh, are like the engraving or uh, or notes or, or money in uh, in Norway, and uh, and we also exhibit him and and bring him abroad, but. Uh, I wish for more people to see because he works in his sits in his workshop, works for hours, weeks, months, <laughs> years, for for uh, to to make like a small small edition uh, engravings, which are really great. So I, for for him and for us, I would like pe more people to see it. Yeah. So it is sort of a push that you all want to take, because to a certain extent, and again, please do not take offense to this, but like Norway is a small country and you're kind of not in the hub of everything. Mm. So it, there, I feel like there probably is some amount of importance of making sure to take the art that's here and take it somewhere else. Because at the moment, from what I'm hearing, basically sort of not enough people are coming here. So you have to participate a little bit more in sort of outreach and putting the work in front of them there, yeah. where yeah. they are. Yeah. Norway is a small country with a small art scene. So we, 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 we would like more people to actually come. Yeah. And as I said, also, Norway being a, like a sports country yeah. and has so much focus on sports. Yeah. So there are... Uh, so much support to sports as well. And I think it's also... Sport art. Yeah. You need to make sport art. Sport art, yeah. That's a great idea. If you paint cross-country skiing, you are in. Yeah. And I think it's important also for us in the, the art community to show that Norway is not just like nice fjords and uh, and snow and uh, polar circle and uh, that the, we are. They are beautiful though. Yeah, they are beautiful. I do agree. I'm from the West Coast, so I I'm, I do agree. But we're more. We're that's not like the we have we have different parts of our culture and and since we also have a very vibrant scene uh, in in. In all the big cities in 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 Norway, there's a very vibrant art scene. Not many people, because we are not many people, but it's a vibrant scene, and it's been growing and it's been more vibrant. So I think it's my wish for the future is, like Pet says, that it's uh, it's to to uh, have more people experience uh, all the sides of what Norway actually is and also the more urban cultures or the more other sides of what a culture can be. Not only fjords and, and snow <laughs> and skiing. And uh, yeah, and to uh, have more great collaborations and be more able to support the art scene ourselves. Marvelous. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the entire episode. We would appreciate it if you would share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, studio mates, or anybody with an interest in the arts and creative endeavors. The building and strengthening of the arts and creative community is at the core of our mission for this podcast. They can listen and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are produced by 5014. The audio was edited by Cush Audio Services, and the music was created by Pete Bybee. The Wise Fool Art Podcast is supported in part by an EEA grant from Iceland, Liechtenstein, and Norway in an effort to work together for a green, competitive, and inclusive Europe. We would also like to thank our partners Hunt Kastner in Prague, Czech Republic, and Kunst Centrene in Norge 
in Norway. Links to EEA grants and our partner organizations are available in the show notes or on our website at wisefoolpod.com.